Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Colin McIntosh, founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. Colin, how are you doing today? Doing great, and I appreciate you having me on the podcast. My distinct pleasure. Appreciate you spending some time with us on Business Ninjas. I'm trying to say sheets and giggles with a straight face, but I think your intent when you came up with the name was for everyone to smile when they even thought at all about your company. Mission yeah. accomplished. That's the whole bit. That's the whole bit. Hey, please tell us a little bit about yourself and about sheets and giggles. Sure. So uh, sheets and giggles is kind of my joke uh, that came to life that I just I thought of the brand name one day and I was obsessed with the idea of building a really funny brand in a very boring space. Um, and I thought that we could really differentiate ourselves really rapidly from the rest of the market. Um, you know, I, I founded the company six years ago now after I got laid off at 1 p.m. on a Monday for my last job, uh, which was also a consumer company. Um, it didn't work out that company and I was very uh, sad about the way things ended. And so I decided it was kind of now or never, you know, I was 27 years old. I had uh, not much money saved. I was either going to, uh, you know, go get a job at a big company or start my own business. And I decided that it was the right time to start my own thing. Um, and so I invested my life savings, did a crowdfunding campaign in May of 2018. We made $284,000 in pre-orders uh, and shipped our first box one year after I founded the company in October 2018. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Two years later, uh, November 2020, we had our first $1 million sales months. And uh, it's been, um, you know, it's been a really incredible ride. I kind of always feel like I got a tiger by the tail. You you just said your first million dollar sales month. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. We've done that a few times since then. Uh, and uh, it's pretty crazy to see. I mean, there's definitely moments where you pinch yourself where you're like uh this is this is odd uh this is crazy but um you know we've done sales days of over half a million dollars in a day um things like that where it's like and then those aren't usual you know what i mean those are like our our days that you remember um but uh yeah it's it's been quite the five years since you know almost five years since we shipped our first box um and i think actually is it I think today, what's today's date? 26th? 26th of September. Today is the five, six year anniversary plus one day of when I got laid off from my last job. So uh, it was funny. I got laid off on September 25th. And then a year later on September 24th, just less than one year, Denver Startup Week, I won first place in the pitch competition um, for Sheets and Giggles. So it was a really cool one year come up. Hey, I'm, I'm going to say that a half million dollar sales day goes a long way to soothe the pain and memory of a, a Monday afternoon firing, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that still sucks, though. And you think, I mean, just even now, it's still so I, I, I'm still good friends with my coworkers from that last company. And even now, sometimes we get together and we're like, man, we have like we could have really had something there. But uh, <laughs> but it, you know, you go, all roads lead to now and good yep. things came out of it. Hey. That horrible day was probably the best thing that ever happened to you. It lit a fire that has, has <laughs> the flame has grown, right? No what, doubt. Tell us about your products. What's so unique about Sheets and Giggles? Uh, so if you can, for those watching on the wall behind me, we've got some of our eucalyptus sheets. Um, so 
basically our fabric is made from eucalyptus lyle cell, which is very different than cotton, polyester, bamboo. Um, it's somewhat similar to bamboo. They're cousins, actually. They're both cellulosic rayon. And what that means is that it's fabric from plants. So um, you basically uh, take eucalyptus wood, you turn it into a pulp uh, with a solvent called amine oxide. Uh, that dries out into a very soft, uh, fibrous, uh, fluffy fiber like a cotton. It looks almost exactly like cotton, actually. It's got a lower coefficient of friction than cotton. Um, and then you weave that into a yarn and it becomes a super fine fabric. Um, and so basically our, our eucalyptus lyle cell sheeting has lower uh, surface friction. So it's smoother to the touch than cotton. It uses 96% less water. It uses 30% uh, less energy, no insecticides, no pesticides. Cotton uses a massive amount of, of insecticides, especially the neonicotinoids that are killing bird and bee populations. Um, and our fabrics are also temperature regulating. And that has been, in every survey we've ever done, it has been the number one thing that people say the reason why they bought our product and the reason why they love our product is the temperature regulation and the cooling um, factors of the sheets. So for most people, temperature regulation means cooling because most people are hot sleepers. We drink alcohol, we eat meat, we try to conserve energy, we keep thermostat a little bit up, we, um, you know, we maybe we're men run hot at night, that sort of thing. Um, but for a lot of people, the reason they sleep hot at night is because they're sleeping in polyester sheeting. Um, if you bought those $20 microfiber sheets off Amazon, that's just petrochemical based plastics. Um, and it's super soft, you know, it's synthetic. And so it's soft to the touch, but you are going to be sweating like crazy at night um, in polyester microfiber sheets. So I try to tell people that if you're not sleeping through the night, if you're waking up in a pool of sweat, if you're you know, you're waking up and adjusting the thermostat because you, you, you're too hot. It's probably the sheets that you're in, or it could be the foam mattress that's underneath you, which also has a really high uh, heat retention. And we do our own mattress now as well. So shameless plug for our, uh, our latex hybrid mattress. You, you threw a number out there that is ringing in my ears. It is 96% water consumption in... Versus cotton, yeah. Versus, versus so cotton. So a single set of cotton sheets can use about 4,000 liters of water. Um, yeah, it's crazy. A, a single t-shirt, I mean, t-shirts can use, I think, uh, sometimes up to a thousand liters of water for like a t-shirt, 500 liters of water usually, um, for cotton. It's an incredibly water intensive crop. Um, the other thing about cotton is that to, to turn it into fabric, you also have to run water over the lines in the factories. So there's a lot of water waste in the factories. Some factories have filtration systems. They can capture the water and reuse it. Um, but a lot is wasted as well. Um, and so uh, our set of sheets uses about 160 liters of water. So it's very, very different um, versus uh, versus cotton's water consumption. That's awesome. I mean, you know, the idea that A, it's a great product, but that B, it, it truly is leaving a better footprint for the for the planet is fabulous. Way, low, way lower footprint. Yeah. And the amine oxide solvent, I think the there's so with bamboo viscose, which is like the first version of this type of uh, cellulosic rayon. Um, they use a solvent called uh, carbon disulfide. And so when you see bamboo, it's all carbon disulfide uh, made. And that is not a uh, sustainable uh, chemical. In fact, it's harmful to workers, it's harmful to environments, has to be disposed of, and it can't be reused. So you get kind of one use out of it and you have to dump it. Um, and in a lot, of, a lot of factories, dumping it is not done uh, in a responsible way. Um, with us, with the amine oxide, it's a different type of solvent and it can be recaptured and reused in a Lyle cell process 
in a closed loop system. So you're recapturing about 99.5% of that chemical in every batch. And it's also not harmful to workers. It's not harmful to the environment. Um, so if anything does uh, run off, although we do zero runoff um, ZDHC uh, certified, um, then uh, you know you can uh, you can be really confident that our fabric is really about as sustainable as it gets. The only thing I would say is maybe more sustainable would be hemp, um, but hemp is not suitable for um, bed sheets, just not soft enough. Um, but uh, one day I would love to do do a product out of hemp, at least not soft enough for my taste. I, some people <laughs> use it. I don't. I don't. I think that the I'll take the the slight, slight, slight trade off to have something that is exponentially um, better to, to sleep on for your sleep quality. That, that's excellent. And are you exclusively selling to consumers in any uh, any commercial applications of your product? Oh, we've done we've done plenty of B two B stuff. We've done we make so I can't say the company, but we make the sheeting for a large, a really well known mattress company um that uh didn't have a good proficiency in sheeting so they came to us uh uh to ask us if, if we could help them and so we make the sheeting for them uh we make uh sheeting for a number of small hotels boutiques um like you know boutique hotels for airbnbs for um bed and breakfast so we we have a lot of clients in that arena we also have maybe about two dozen mom and pop retailers um, that sell our products. We're trying to grow that channel, although that channel can be a little more trouble than it's worth sometimes with how fragmented it is. But we don't do any any big box retail or or anything like that. No. Uh, so about uh, ninety nine percent of our business is direct to consumer. I'd say. Gotcha. Uh, you, you've already rattled off, I don't know, twenty things that differentiate you in the market. But uh, for sheets and giggles, tell me what what does make you stand out among your competition. Well, I, when I was launching the business, generally when you're launching a new company or a new brand, I think you need three major points of differentiation. Um, and so I just, you know, you look at you look at the market for bed sheets, and it's like 60% polyester, 30% cotton, and about 10% everything else. And that includes bamboo and silk and you know, yada yada yada. Um, and when you look at 60% polyester, I mean, you're like it's so dominant because it's so cheap. I mean, oil subsidized. Uh, which makes plastic subsidized. They re they figured out how to turn you know petrochemicals into synthetic fiber into into sheeting. So there's a a really big chunk of the market that I'm really trying to convince to just like stop sleeping on plastic. Um, it's so bad for you. So from a health perspective, uh, there's a major major benefit to stopping sleeping on polyester. Polyester off gases um, microplastics. It sheds microplastics in the waterways. The number one source of microplastics in our waterways. We're now eating a credit card's worth of microplastic, eating or drinking a credit card's worth of microplastic every week yes. as human beings in our food and in our water. Um, so I really, really urge people to stop sleeping in polyester. Um, uh, number two is uh, the temperature regulation. That's a like massive difference to both cotton and polyester. Uh, you're going to be much cooler, much lower body temperature, much less heat uh, uh, retained in our fabric and in our mattress, in our pillow as well. Um, and then the third major benefit, uh, in my opinion, is uh, the hand. So it's what the the hand is, how smooth it is. Mm -hmm. um, it, you just you really haven't felt something like this. A lot of people compare it to silk. Um, I think it's it's actually um, I would say better than silk in terms of uh, for people with sensitive skin people with contact dermatitis, eczema, other conditions where they can't sleep soundly through the night because of irritation. 
Um, our sheets are dermatologist recommended for sensitive skin and hair, uh, acne, different things like that. So um, that's really the third benefit is that hand. And then the there's I have there's a few more, um, but then I'll just list the sustainability as sort of the fourth piece that we kind of wrap it all in. Um, is you can get this wonderful product without without creating a negative footprint. Um, and I think that that's a really a really nice draw as well. Um, where you don't really have to sacrifice. In fact, you're improving your sleep quality while reducing water consumption, insecticide consumption, uh, energy consumption, uh, and uh, uh, microplastics in our ecosystem. Would you like my credit card information now? Oh, yeah, sure. I wish I could give this personal pitch to everyone who, uh, <laughs> you know, we got to get that across in 20 words on the website. You know what I mean? So, well, hey, look, we have to engage and educate people. You have opened my eyes broadly to a subject that I was unfamiliar. I'm a, a middle-aged guy who runs hot at night and, and I'm not on polyester sheets. So, you know, what role is content played in the growth of sheets and giggles? I know you, you are a punster. I, uh, I, I tip my cat to you, my cat. <laughs> I tip my cap to you. That's a great tagline for like a, a pet food company. Like I tip we, my cat to you. <laughs> I tip, I tip our cat, you know, or something like, yeah, 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 exactly. That's <laughs> um, tip of the cat. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, copy is everything. I've always, I've always, there's like a phrase, this is everything is copy. Um, and, uh, I believe that to be true. Like, I think that Americans get a bad rap for their reading uh, comprehension or their reading retention. Um, I think it's more of like a, an interest fatigue. I think it's really hard to remain interested in things for very long. We're all dopamine seeking all the time now. Um, it's really not good for society in general. Um, but, but uh, you know, we, we will read things that we enjoy and we'll read and we have long attention spans for things that are driving that, that dopamine process. So for me, copy is just a way to uh, engage with someone you're speaking to them. Right. And, and they can speak back. They can speak back by writing an email to us, by tweeting at us, by uh, posting about us, by buying our product and, and engaging with us in that way. Um, but copy is really, I think that it, people try to use copy to like sell things obviously, but for me, copy is about having conversation with the reader. If you forget that you're conversing with someone, um, you can write really boring, stale or, or banal copy. But for me, when I know that I'm actually talking to someone, um, you know, I try to approach it in the same way I would a, a conversation with a person. Well, I, I think your audience appreciates it as evidenced by by the success of your business. Um, tell me, tell me about the COVID years. I mean, I'm hoping that as people spent more time at home and were nesting more than ever, uh, that they found your products and that things were good. Tell me what it was like uh, sustaining and trying to grow your business through the COVID years. So demand during COVID uh, was great uh, through 2021 was really was really off the charts in terms of e-commerce demand and improving people's homes. I wish we had had the mattress then. We didn't launch the mattress until September 2022. I really wish we had had the mattress in 2020. Um, but uh, it, the mattress has been great. I just that was a missed opportunity. I think I would have I would have launched it earlier had I known that a you know massive pandemic was coming in the pipeline. Um, but for me, like, uh, I think the, the, the hardest part of the pandemic was the supply shortages. Uh, we shut down our factories for three months. 
uh, the complexities in the warehouse, keeping people safe, making sure that safety is the number one priority. Um, you know, uh, we donated 20% of our sales for 30 days to Colorado emergency COVID relief, um, ended up donating about 40 grand at that point, um, in April, 2020, that was really cool. Uh, we got a call from the governor's office, making sure that we meant to hit submit on that, on that donation. <laughs> uh, they were like, they were like, you know, Comcast, $50,000, like sheets and giggles, like $40,000, like it's what? Just, uh, yeah. Like, planet, isn't it? Yeah, it was cool though. That was, yeah. I, I, you know, the pandemic for me was a really transformative time personally. I, I met my fiance during that summer, uh, turned, turned 30 during that summer. Uh, you know, had a lot of ups and downs and, you know, hired some good people. Um, you know, at, I, overall, I really loved um, kind of the way that my life like uh, transitioned during during that year, even though it was a very challenging year in general. So I look back on 2020 with kind of like bittersweet um, memories. Obviously, for a lot of people, it was an incredibly challenging time. So I feel somewhat guilty about kind of some of the the things that I accomplished that year. But um, overall, I would say it was a positive for the e-commerce space in general. Um, and although the supply shortage, I mean, the, the freight, the supply, the logistics was an absolute um, nightmare. I, I remember I got a phone call one day during holiday 2020, and it was my one of my, <laughs> one of my freight partners, um, ocean freight partners. And he said, he said, hey, I couldn't get into the port of, uh, I think it was Savannah. Couldn't get into the port of Savannah. Um, waited for a couple weeks. Had to turn back. Uh, it was like a voicemail I got. He's like, "We dropped off your stuff in Freeport. Uh, so go figure out." I'm like, <laughs> my head. I'm like, Freeport. Not like I was, I was like, yeah, so, so you know, I had to get a yeah. couple containers from the Bahamas in the middle of the holidays. Like that. There was stuff like that that was absolutely, you know, you, you'll never forget the insanity. Well, hey, I I lived in LA during the height of the pandemic, and it was it was visual for us. It, anytime you were near the coast, you looked at a hundred cargo ships lined up Backed as up. far as the eye could see. Yeah, it, my brain was always okay. If those are durable goods, that's fantastic. What about all the perishable things that get shipped around the world, right? So uh... it really, it really <laughs> I mean, I learned a lot from that year. I, I think that America hopefully learned something. I. I I feel like um, I, I always weep a little bit inside when I think about how much we could have changed about our society versus how much we actually did, uh, which is not very much. Um, but I think that there was a lot, there were a lot of lessons learned in terms of supply chain. I mean, we immediately moved to have multiple products made locally in America. So we make our pillows in Denver and we make our mattresses in Phoenix. Um, and we all, then with our mattress protectors and our crib sheets, we make them in Spain. Um, so we, we've now diversified our supply chain a little bit more from having one or two failure points um, and also making sure that we always have local supply uh, as well for at least some of our product lines. Hey, you can't dictate reality. You can only you know respond the way you have to, right? We, all, we gotta be agile. Um, COVID was a wake up call for a lot of people that thought that in a linear path, right? But yeah. Control is an illusion. So uh, we got to do whatever we got to do at a given time. Uh, I would say you don't have to feel guilty for finding a path to happiness and and success during trying times. Yeah, you you can feel empathy for other people, but 
you I think forwarded, that's right. you forwarded uh, quite a stream. So not to sound like father time or anything. No, I think I think that I think that hard that hard times are when you find your your path to happiness or sustained contentment. Um and uh you know like I, I'm a big, very extroverted person. Like I I love going out, I love seeing people, I love shaking hands, high fives, watching football, going to happy hours, uh, going to yoga, whatever. And in the beginning of the pandemic, I went through a pretty bad breakup uh, with an ex that I was seeing at the time. And I remember being so uh, upset that I I couldn't go see a friend, I couldn't go to yoga, I couldn't go to the gym, I couldn't um, get a beer, I couldn't do any, I just had to sit in in my... 800 square foot apartment like uh like just with myself um and you know I'm not a I don't like going on social media all hours of the day so like I wasn't just trying to like lose myself in TikTok or whatever so that but that really taught me how to be more comfortable being introverted being alone being inside being uh saying no to things passing on things and I used to say that like a night in was like a wasted night. And now I, I think the exact opposite. Now I'm very protective of my, my personal time. And I, I practice saying no a lot more versus, um, you know, I used to say yes to everything. And now it's, now it's a little more selective. No, no, no is an important word that, that a lot of people refuse to allow into their vocabulary, but it, it, it's important. And, you know, the older you get, your priorities change. Um, also that, you know, I'm a little, you get more tired. Uh, as you get older oh, you, you've cracked yeah. through 30 right you're, you're middle yeah. age now <laughs> tired yeah i'm tired tired old man well hey um <laughs> well i'm going to ask you a question about when you're older look down the road about a year what are some things you'd like to be celebrating personally and professionally well i get married in april so that's a big one that i'm looking forward to um thank you um uh, so i'd like to say that i'm married if i'm not then i'll be in be, probably be in trouble um <laughs> i i would like to um so we were profitable this year uh which is great um and i'd like to be a lot more profitable next year so um really focusing on improving our margins so that's a big professional goal um and uh thinking about one or two more um uh, I'd like to be in better shape. I, I think that like uh, I, one of the things that I I forgot about with the pandemic is um, when I say I say no to things like it started to slowly creep back into my life where it's like, you know, another happy hour, another another cocktail dinner, like another another, you know, late night working and get fast food or something like that. And it started to creep back into that normalcy of the pre pandemic kind of working cadence and so I think that like being very, uh, being like getting more with in line with like the way I have been the last couple of years will be better for me. I'll, I'll feel, I always feel a lot better when I'm physically, uh, better. Um, and, uh, trying to think of one or two more, uh, just for, for my own sake, I'm like, what else do I want to do in the next year? Um, and then, uh, I'd like to work for from the river more i told you i think before we hopped on i uh, i started working from the river here and there which is i literally live next to a place in called clear creek in denver um and some days i just walk over there with my laptop and i sit in the water and i work in the sun with my laptop on the rocks and i think that that the remote work can drain on you a little bit so getting out in nature and feeling that sun on your face and that vitamin d and that that cold water 
um, has been really, really helpful for me avoiding burnout um, this summer and uh, and just continuing to stay sharp and stay fresh. Colin, you're, you're on an admirable path. Um, it's nice to know that somebody at the top of a, a corporate food chain has the sort of energy that you do and that you're, you're doing things for the planet and people at that level. So I applaud you. Hey man, that's all, that's all, that's all life's about is, is uh, trying to help people. Right. I mean, that's all, that's all it is. So just helping other people being, being great. I'm very, I'm very grateful for, uh, any help that I can give to other people. That's something that's become a bit of a mantra of mine is like, you have to be grateful for the help that you can provide. Hey, if more people felt that way, the earth would rotate a little smoother, don't you think? Yeah, a lot, a lot smoother. Yeah. Please, please tell us what's your URL? Where can people find Sheets and Giggles? And what social media outlets are you using these days as well? Uh, so the URL is just sheetsgiggles.com. So there's no and in the URL. So sheetsgiggles.com. Um, they can, uh, use code, um, uh, I'll make it, uh, let's see, right for me for a discount if they <laughs> like, uh, so I'll, uh, I'll get that discount code live. There um, you go. Our social handles are, uh, at sheets giggles. So just like the URL just at sheets giggles everywhere. Um, and, uh, my personal handles Colin D McIntosh on everything, uh, D for Douglas, like my dad. So Colin McIntosh. Of Sheets and Giggles. A distinct pleasure to have you with us on Business Ninjas today. All the best to you and yours, and congratulations on your pending nuptials and <laughs> success at Sheets and Giggles. Appreciate what you do. Thanks, Andrew. I appreciate you, man. This is a fun interview. Be well. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W R I T E F O R M E.io and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.